Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome. Welcome. To Warriors Wrap-Up. Wrap Adlon Curry takes another three. It's up and good! He's got 62! On 95.7, the game. Pass to Wiseman off the pick and he flies in for a dunk. Jam! Oh, by Oubre! He caught it right at the restricted area and slammed it home with a left hand. Here's John Dickinson and Ryan Covey. Curry behind the back, working on Melton. Step back, 25-footer. Swish! Curry! There you go. 109-97 with 95 seconds left. Taylor Jenkins calls time. And listen to that. That's the sound of fans. That's right, the sound of 4,416 inside Chase Center this afternoon as the Warriors won for the sixth consecutive time in that building. They wind up beating the Grizzlies 113-101. to They finished the year on a six-game home winning streak, 39-33, and and they have secured the eight seed in the Western Conference play-in tournament. Uh, Ryan Covey, where do you even want to start? I mean, a game of just ebbs and flows, a bad start for the Warriors, but they made up for it be- before the end of the quarter. Uh, they let a-, a big lead get away, 17-point lead at the top of the fourth quarter, get away in about six minutes. They look like they were in trouble at about the four-minute mark, but a 14-0 run, a whole lot of Steph Curry down the stretch, and and many key contributors, and uh, the the Warriors, they they grinded this bad boy out and and got the job done, and and now we'll wait and see who they face on Wednesday night. Yeah, just uh, a lot of twists and turns in this game, J.D., and I think the Warriors came out a little bit tight. Uh, Memphis certainly imposed their size advantage. I mean, Valanchunas just gobbling up everything on the offensive glass. Uh, we 888-957-9570. We got me? Hello? Am I on the air? Somebody needs to tell me. That'd be great. 888-957-9570. It's John Dickinson here on Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. As uh, looks like we got a little bit of a technical issue with Ryan Covey here. 
uh, as we'll keep things rolling here. Unbelievable ball game for the Warriors as they wound up trailing in this one 19-10 off the start, but they'd make up for it a 20-10 close to the first quarter, uh, and the Warriors uh, were actually ahead by the end of the first quarter, uh, and so it felt like even the tough start with Valanchunas and Jaron Jackson Jr. controlling things, the Warriors felt like they were in a good spot, and then a nice beginning to the second quarter uh, with the Warriors in the non-Curry minutes outscoring the Grizzlies 12-6, to and the Warriors wind up with a six-point lead at the half. And then a third quarter that felt sort of like the good old days uh, mm-hmm. for the Warriors, 31-20 in the third, uh, and uh, a 17-point lead at the end of three. It felt like, Covey, the Warriors were going to cruise. But if there's one thing we've learned this season, it's that the <laughs> Warriors are never going to cruise, even when it looks like they're going to cruise. And the Grizzlies went on the 22-5 run. Uh, to tie it up. Then Dylan Brooks fouled out, which I thought was a key swing. Warriors still were down two after that, but the 14 nothing run to finish it off. So many different things to get to, ebbs and flows and runs both ways. But uh, w- w- what's the biggest thing that stands out for you, my man? Resiliency. And, and thanks for hanging in there with me. I don't know what happened there. Um, I was connected, but either way, yeah, man, uh, you know, we, we knew that the Grizzlies uh, were, were going to keep fighting because that's kind of who they are. Um, and, you know, they had imposed their size advantage early in the game. And then the Warriors, uh, they took control for really, you know, the, the middle two frames, uh, especially in that third quarter. You knew Steph was going to get hot. I mean, he missed his first four shots. He had been scuffling from three a bit lately, but that's only a matter of time. And, you know, Dylan Brooks was just trailing Steph everywhere early in this basketball game. But, I, I felt like that wasn't going to be sustainable, JD, because you just you can't chase Steph like that all night. Uh, and then ultimately, other guys got going, and, uh, and then Steph got going. Uh, you give Memphis though a ton of credit. I mean, they they fought, they did, uh, but it was just too much Warriors down the stretch. And I'll say this: what we've seen from the Warriors the last couple of weeks, you know, on this run that they've been on, they've had some late game situations where things got a little dicey, and they found their way through. Right? They persevered, and they found a way to execute enough in critical moments. That was kind of the template for this game tonight. Like, how was it going to go? And even when Memphis roared back in that fourth quarter, uh, took the lead, it was – I don't think anybody got really tight. It was just, okay, let's just get, get, get our flow going again, uh, get a few stops, and, and really take this game over down the stretch, which they were able to do. I mean, they held Memphis scoreless um, from about the five-minute mark to just inside about a minute left, so over a four-minute span in crunch time of this game. So defensively, they set the tone. And then, of course, Steph Curry playing like a freaking MVP. Yeah, so we'll be with you here until 5 o'clock, 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. Of course, Steph, uh, the 46 points, the most uh, shots he's taken in a game in his career, 16 for 36. Uh, Dylan Brooks was doing a hell of a job on him at different times in this game, but Steph just kept playing through it and I think you know a lot of those defensive lapses that we talked about on the pregame where the the Grizzlies just you know don't follow Steph they kind of lose him Uh, those played out at different points and allowed Steph to get some extra really good attempts It, it felt like Brooks was doing a good job but it also felt like Curry was missing some open ones and the more open ones he got eventually he was able to stick them uh, and help prove to be the difference uh, in this ballgame. A couple of questions uh, out there for the listeners. Curry's the MVP for today, of course, with the 46 points. Who's the non-Curry MVP 
for you for just today's game, 888-957-9570, because this game was really about Curry and four other players who all contributed, I thought, greatly to the win in their own way. But that's a question I wanted to pose here. And then the other obvious question, now that we know that the Warriors are the eight seed and we know that the Warriors are going to be playing on Wednesday night, we don't know the opponent. It's going to be determined by tonight. Lakers or Portland? Who do you want? So both of those questions on the board at 888-957-9570. Who's the non-Steph MVP, today's game only, and who do you want to face in the first play-in game, the Lakers uh, or the Blazers? Covey, uh, you can answer one or both or take it in a completely different direction, brother, whatever you're feeling. Dealer's choice. I love this game. Uh, no, this is. I love answering these kind of questions. Um, first of all, I'll answer the second question first, if that's okay, Your Honor. Uh, I'm going Blazers. I, look, the Lakers. They're the defending champs. Like they've actually been getting on a nice little roll lately. Um, they've won some big games down the stretch. We'll see what happens later today. But um, you know, we, we talked about this last night. Give me Portland. Uh, I think the Warriors definitely match up better against them. Uh, as far as the non-Steph MVP of this game. Uh, you know, look, it, Andrew Wiggins was terrific. I thought he played it, an excellent two-way game. I mean, this is one of those games where, you know, when you're going up against Valanchunas, uh, you know, down low is just such a beast. You got to hit the glass. And Wiggins, 10 rebounds, three of them on the offensive glass. I don't know if Looney was in your, your conversation for the four others that, you know, really helped, because I know Draymond's there, uh, Juan Toscano Anderson and Jordan Poole. They're certainly in the conversation. But I thought Looney played some yeoman's minutes in this game. Uh, and, and, you know, ended up gutting out 31, 11 boards. Uh, And I just thought, you know, set some nice screens, some real heady play. I would say Wiggins, uh, but a special, special assist to Jordan Poole, who had 15 critical points in this game. So I would go Wiggins, but but with an honorable mention to Jordan Poole, JTA, and oh yeah, Draymond Green. Yeah, and Wiggins, uh, Wiggins to me was just terrific. He would probably get my vote in this one with the 21 and the 10, knocked down a couple of threes. It was the efficient Andrew Wiggins, 9 for 16. Uh, and, and he was just excellent defense, flying around. We talked about the ability to, to need to, to gang rebound for the Warriors, get everybody on the glass, and Wiggins, I thought, along with Looney, really led that charge. And Jordan Poole, late first quarter uh, er, and and early second quarter, he had some huge buckets that not only helped the Warriors get back in it because Steph wasn't hitting shots early, but, but get out to a little bit of a lead there that they were able to carry on into the half, and then Jordan Poole hit what proved to be the the, the game-winning shot, basically, uh, after the Warriors got down 97-95. He hits a three in the corner there to put the Warriors up by one. It, it, it was the beginning of a 14 to nothing run, so the Warriors were down two and looking very much in trouble in this game, but the 14 nothing run, the Warriors end up up 12, and they win it 113 to 101. Uh, so an 18 to four run overall. But yeah, for me, it was. I actually didn't even have Looney as the other four. Believe it or not, I probably should in- include Looney, who played the 31 minutes. But yeah, Draymond was just a man possessed in this game, like you knew he would would he would be the. Uh, it, it's just when when he's playing at that level. Uh, and the the stakes are as large as they are. I mean, he was just flying around everywhere, moving the ball, defending, just just vintage Draymond Green in this game. Wiggins with the hustle plays, and yeah, JTA was another one. I thought JTA was 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 terrific. Yeah, and and we've seen that from him, uh, you know, the last couple of weeks, and he just gives this team an emotional lift. And 
I know Kelly Oubre, it was a rocky ride, and, and obviously they played different positions, but uh, Oubre defensively at times this year uh, was just such a difference maker. And when you lost his his presence out there and, and his ability to, to switch out and defend so many different positions, I, again, I know I know JTA is guarding more bigs, you know, power forwards, and, and even can spend some time with some centers, uh, some small forwards. He can do so much. Uh, but when you lost Oubre, that was kind of a, a coincided with when JTA really kind of took his game to another level. He was kind of forced in there. We'd all know the hustle play in Boston where he ended up getting concussed. Um, he just w- was a real tone setter down the stretch, and that carried into the game tonight. Like, make no mistake about it. If the Warriors are going to have any success through this playing tournament and on into the postseason, JTA is going to play a big part in that. He's earned a ton of, of uh, trust from Steve Kerr, him and Jordan Poole for that matter. I mean, those are 1A and 1B off the bench for this basketball team right now, and, and certainly um, they do very different things but both uh, of, of paramount importance. So, yeah, man, I, I thought JTA's just at both ends of the floor. He just he sees the game well, and he just he's a perfect fit for this Steve Kerr system. So I love he, uh, JTA's game today. Yeah, he changed the game in that when he came in. When he came in, it was nineteen to twelve, and and things immediately flipped at that point. At he one hit that point, three. He was a, yeah, yeah, he was a he was a plus sixteen in that first stint, and the Warriors at that point went from down nine to up seven. They ended up up six at the half, and I, I thought he was the first guy, and that can get lost with everything that happened down the stretch. But he was the first guy that just put a different feel. The Warriors went a little bit smaller, and it ignited things after Valanciunas and Jaron Jackson Jr. had really pounded him uh, to begin. Eight at eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. We got full phone lines as you listen to ninety five seven. The game KGMZ FM in HD1 San Francisco and Odyssey Station. Warriors fans uh, fired up, I would imagine. Six in a row now heading into the play-in tournament on Wednesday. By the way, the league just announced, Covey, that that will be a 7 p.m. tip-off. 7 p.m. tip-off on Wednesday, regardless of whether the Warriors play the Lakers or the Blazers. It will be a road game. We know that. So Warriors live Wednesday at 5.30 with a 7 p.m. tip-off on 95.7 the game. And uh, it's going to be televised nationally on ESPN as well. Let's get it going with Mike in San Rafael. Mike, you're up first here on Warriors Wrap-Up with J.D. and Covey. What's up, Mike? Hello, guys. Uh, Just uh, driving home back from the game, uh, my fourth game uh, this week, uh, so I'm exhausted. Uh, Mm. You know, so I think, first of all, the non-step MVP is the fans that went uh, because it's exhausting going to all these games, but a lot of fun. Actually, uh, my real uh, (laughs) non-step MVP, yeah, tough life. My step, non-step MVP really is Kevon Looney. Um, He uh, was all over the floor. Almost every time there was a loose ball, he was on it, and, you know, it's like, how many times do we give the game ball to the offensive lineman? Never, but he really is like that, and I think he deserves it. Um, it was a great question. Um, and then I definitely would rather have Portland. Uh, we got who wants to face AD and um, you know LeBron James and in, in an you know in a play-in? I mean, I think uh, you don't want to take that chance. Uh, and then uh, one thing, a couple other points, uh, real quick, is uh, the uh, you know the, the lead loss today was was. Uh, to me, not as bothersome as like the Utah one, where they completely changed their 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 style of play. And today, it, it was more of what reminded me of, if you recall, in the uh, playoff bubble from last season. There was no lead that was safe, and um, it was kind of like that in the NBA. It's kind of like that in the NBA right now. So I thought they played pretty well consistently. And the big difference in this game today boiled down to the uh, three-point shooting that 
uh, Memphis just doesn't have it, and the and the uh, Warriors just hit that. They didn't have great three-point shooting today, but they had nine more than Memphis, and that nine was Steph Curry's nine. And it was amazing how when Brooks, who did a really good job defending Curry, uh, when he fouled out, it's almost like Steph was shooting fish in a barrel in terms of uh, hitting threes. I don't know how many scored after Brooks left, but it seemed like a lot. Uh, and that was a big difference. So uh, very promising because they paid, they played a lot more consistent yeah. tonight than I've seen in the past. And even when they lost the lead, they still found a way to win. And it wasn't like having to go back and get back to their their fun game of basketball. They were they played that way pretty well through. They had maybe a few too many turnovers, but this was the kind of basketball that they can win playoff games with. For sure. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. Uh, really appreciate the call. A lot, lot to chew on there. Uh, I know ESPN on their broadcast, I was watching the ESPN feed today, and on their broadcast they had uh, Dylan Brooks defending Curry to the tune of when he fouled out 4 for 14. So Curry was 4 for 14 with Brooks on him as the primary defender uh, in, in the ball game. So that means you just you extrapolate that out. That means Curry was 16 – it was 12 for 22 – uh, in in you know when Curry wasn't on him and yeah when it looked like Curry got a lot more comfortable there's just a lot more slippage I think in the team defensive concept as well look nobody can keep Steph down Covey for for forever sure. uh, you knew he was going to get some open looks the Grizzlies I thought actually as well as Brooks defended him, did give him a lot of open looks. But when you're making a guy work hard like Brooks was, maybe he misses a few more of the open looks than he normally would. So I think that was part of it. But, yeah, Curry was – Brooks did a nice job on him is the point. But once he was gone, I do think the game did get easier for Steph. But Steph is also the ultimate clutch finisher, and he could smell blood in the water and wasn't going to let the Warriors lose this game. Yeah, he was like a fighter that hung in there, right? They, you know, it, the opposition was game early. They were kind of trading some punches, and Steph wasn't didn't have his best right hand working. But as the game wore on, he just you know he, he took it over. And you know when they were top blocking him, I, I thought he was he started back cutting. And, and Draymond is so good at finding him. And it nothing like getting a couple of easy ones, right? A couple of a couple of baskets. You know, we see Steph do that from time to time when he's not hitting his threes. Uh, and you know, at, at times he's maybe not getting his feet set. And, and look, I'm I'm not critiquing the uh, physical, or, you know, the, the shooting prowess of Steph Curry. Don't don't you know? We don't want to get that part twisted. But we we see like any shooter when their feet are set and they have a, just a, a little bit more time. It's just it, it has a lot higher probability to go in. Um, I thought Steph, you know, because there's times he feels like, well, regardless of whether it's a good look or a great look, it's still a Steph look, so I have to shoot it. And yeah, that, that makes all the sense in the world. But when he can actually get that, just that moment in time, it's a split second, J.D., and we all know the difference between, oh, man, he had to rush that versus, oh, that's going in. And, you know, as the game wore on, he started to get more of the, oh, that's going in. Uh, but when they were top blocking him and, and he started back cutting, I mean, Draymond was just picking him out. And, you know, it, he's just he's impossible to stay up with because, you know, if, if you do that, he's going to cut on you. If you sag off of him, he's going to hit it in your face. You play him tight when he's got the ball, he can dribble around you. So it's really, it's, it's an unwinnable proposition defending Steph Curry that's the reason why he's going to the Hall of Fame um, but yeah he just he was not going to let that slow him down today he just if I had to you know if he had to shoot the ball 40 times today he was going to uh, and you know obviously his offense is why the Warriors uh, ended up winning this game all right Kenny and Fairfield two questions on the board 888-957-9570 who's your non-Curry MVP for today and who do you want the Lakers or the Blazers as far as the first play-in tournament game what's going on Kenny What's going on, guys? Thanks for having me on. 
course. Appreciate it. I just wanted to, I just wanted, just wanted to say I actually got two non-Curry MVPs if you allow me the two. I got Draymond Green with his defense. I mean, I thought that defensive stop at the end where they challenged, I thought that was a huge play in the game. His yeah. passing, and more importantly, I like how he's looking for his shot. Him going to the rim, I feel like it's open all day long, and, and it gives Curry also uh, – just more room to operate and do his thing. And the other one is Mr. Poole. Mr. Poole, having him on on the floor, he's not quite Clay Thompson, but he gives us another shooter out there that they have to respect. And the last thing is, I want to see the Lakers. You know what I mean, we're here. We're probably not going to win the championship, but I, I want a piece of the Lakers. I, I want the Lakers to fill us, and if we could beat them in the first round, that'll make that that'll be my championship. All right, appreciate it, Kenny. I think I think there are Warrior fans out there that that, that do feel that way. Uh, Draymond, that point quickly here, Covey. Yeah, his offense early was another big key to this thing because the Warriors weren't generating a lot of offense, but he was attacking, and you know that that helped it from being you know not being uglier in those first six minutes. Yeah, and he, I think Draymond's aware of when he needs to kind of turn it on like that. And if you're going to double Steph and they're out there playing their two-man game with him and, you know, Draymond and Steph, that means they're going to give Draymond, you know, a clear path to the basket. And I, there's been plenty of times I'm watching Draymond, I'm like, just put it on the floor and go to the cup. Uh, he was doing that. He pulled up for a couple of threes. Um, I, I got no problem with that. Like, that's that's when Draymond can be at his best. And and certainly the effort defensively. I mean, the dude was just uh, laying it all on the line tonight. So I, I totally agree with the caller. Uh, and, and actually, I agree with the first caller, too, about Kavon Looney. Just a lot of the stuff that doesn't show up in the stat sheet, I thought it was the, the offensive lineman getting a game ball I thought was a great call. That's, that's Loon's role in these games for sure. Let's get to Bobby in Oakland. Bobby, you're up next here on Warriors Wrap-Up. 888-957-9570. What's going on, Bobby? Hey, good to be talking with you guys, man. Great show, great game. Reminded me of old times. It was just, it was just outstanding. A little scary at first, but Steph <laughs> came out of it. Um, as far as the non-Steph MVP, that's a tough call. I'm going to go with Wiggins because he hit some key shots. That two-handed slam picked up uh, slam that gave us a lot of juice, I felt. And he was just aggressive on the rebounds. I mean, he had, what, a 10 rebounds? That's, that's what we asked for, uh, for Wiggins. I believe he has sprinkles of Kobe in his game, and I think as he goes a little bit more confident as the years go on, I'm excited for his future. Uh, as far as the team... I think we match up better with Portland, um, but the Lakers, and I'll say this, I, since LeBron has been in L.A., I have not seen Dream. I have a good game against the Lakers. I hope that changes if the Lakers are the selection, but for TV value, I want to see the Lakers for a matchup. Uh, I, think, I think we'll do better with Portland, but, but anyways, it's good to be in the playoff. That's, that's, that's what's that's beautiful about this. Thanks, guys. Yeah, appreciate it, Bobby. Good, good stuff there. Is, another, that, is that a half, half Laker vote? Covey, half Laker vote, I think so. half Portland vote? Okay. Well, I, I, it's one of those things where uh, if Warriors' best chance of getting through is Portland, but what win would, what victory would you savor more and be so much sweeter? Of course it would be the Lakers. I mean, absolutely. So, and, and actually, I agree with Bobby there. Like, Draymond has struggled. I know the MLK game, he had a rough first half. In the second half, he ended up playing pretty well. But, um, they, you know, the Lakers, they're, they're a terrific defensive outfit. And so, you know, you, you think of ways that this Warriors team could get bogged down right now and slow them down well great defensive play would obviously be uh be the first thing that comes to mind so in portland is a lot of things a buttoned up defensive squad not one of them so uh, i, I yeah, would agree I, i'm still i'm still on portland 
Well, and I, I'm with you. I think the way that the Warriors are playing right now, like I, I think I, I would almost pick him to beat Portland if it winds up being Portland. Like even even in Portland, like I just think you know Draymond's playing at a high level. Wiggins is attacking. Curry is playing out of his mind. This eight man group again, and it was eight only. Nobody else got a sniff, not even for a second in this ball game today. It was Mulder and Steve Kerr even went away from him a little bit. Only fifteen minutes for Michael Mulder, JTA, and Poole as the three off the bench. I just I, I feel like this group right now is just feeling each other, vibing with each other on such a high level, offensively, defensively. Uh, I, I I think the Warriors would have a great chance if it winds up being Portland to go in there and just win the first game and take the seventh spot and, and make the Blazers have to fight with, with Memphis or San Antonio or whoever to get the other one. Yeah, no, I think that's that's reasonable. Now, it, you know, a big shooting night from three for Portland could change that. We know uh, that you know they they could get rolling at home, and and they've got some some firepower uh, for sure. But yeah, the the way the Dubs are playing right now, uh, it's certainly plausible. I would imagine it'd be a close game. It'd probably come down to the last couple of minutes. Um, and and I think this eight man group has has earned the right to to go out there and you know what I'm saying. And how wherever their fate's going to be this year, the way that this these eight guys have played down the stretch is what's put them in position to have this opportunity so I think they deserve to to kind of figure out where this thing how far this thing can go um now if you get Ubre back something like that okay I'm you know sure like he's he's certainly somebody you'd want to reintegrate into the rotation but you know outside of that I mean you know with all due respect to Pascal like uh, yeah or you know Gary Payton the second and you know any of those other guys like that's just on a on an as-needed basis and right now with these eight those other guys really aren't needed Let's get it uh, to Eric and Milbray. We also got some text. You can shoot us a text at 888-957-9570, uh, 888-957-9570. Hey, Eric, what's up, E? What's up, guys? Hey, man, man, what a game. Where's got to stop making uh, Dub Nation uh, sweat, man, blowing all these big leads <laughs> and having uh, the Goats bail them out at the end, man. Uh, let's fix that up. But all in all, a good game overall. Uh, the two non-MVPs, to me, Wiggins, man, this guy's playing with an all-time confidence right now, and he's got to be, as we talked about throughout the season, that second consistent scorer, and he's doing that right now. He was clutched down the stretch, another bunch of clutch daggers, and this guy's showing he can be part of the core once Clay back next year. I love the way the, the rhythm he's in right now. And then, obviously, my other guy, Cole, I've been saying, man, this guy has really got to just find his rhythm, and he's doing that right now. He's being that consistent scorer off the bench, and uh, for all the heat he's gone, I think he's been called up, man. For all in all, he's been uh, consistent, and I love what he's bringing right now. And he's uh, he's shown he's earning his minutes, and Kerr's uh, Kerr's approval of him is is spot on. So they took care of business. And as far as who you want to play, I'm going to take the the team that's you know we can beat more than confidently. Lakers, man, they're a tougher matchup. Let's take Portland. There's nobody that uh, Curry likes roasting more than Dane Dollar. So I'll take that matchup. They own them here. Doesn't matter in Portland. Uh, that's the team you want to knock out and. Uh, Forget the flashiness of playing the Lakers. Let's take the W and then lock up that eight seed. And uh, I'm and uh, the Jazz want to avoid. They're hoping they avoid the Warriors. We know that much. Thanks, guys. Yeah, appreciate the call. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. As far as uh, a couple of those things go, uh, Utah hasn't locked up the one seed either. And we'll run down some of the scenarios here. But the Jazz need to win tonight in in Sacramento, which you know on paper looks like all right. They should do that. But uh, as the Warriors know. Uh, and other teams have found uh, Dallas and Denver just saying you're going to go win at Sacramento. You, you can't always just beat them just because you you, you show up on the floor. you got to bring a good, conscientious game, which I, I think the Jazz probably would 
uh, even a, a little bit shorthanded as they're resting Donovan Mitchell to make sure he's ready to go for for the postseason. So we'll see how that shakes out. But if Utah winds up one and the Warriors wind up winning on Wednesday night, then the Warriors would take on Phoenix. Like, that's the other part of this thing for me is, and why I would prefer Portland, is to me you got a great shot at at beating Portland, but then I'm going to assume for now that Utah's going to win that game and be the one seed. Then maybe you're playing Phoenix, and all of a sudden I think that's a series where you legitimately would have a shot to take it to seven or maybe even win it. Yeah, why not? And, and the way the Warriors are playing right now, I, I, I'd fancy their chances to make it tough on either Utah or Phoenix, but the inexperience of Phoenix uh, and, and, you know, the whole Chris Paul, Steph Curry, uh, you know, through the last, what, six, seven years in the playoffs, it's been advantage Steph. So, yeah, man, I, I, and, and regardless, just from an entertainment standpoint, J.D., it would be terrific theater. Like, I just, I just want to see it because it would be fun basketball. Uh, now, Warriors-Jazz, that would be a battle, and, and certainly, you know, the, the Warriors is a seven-seater an eight seed facing a one seed or a two seed like it's going to be daunting um but let's face it the Warriors what 15 and five down the stretch six in a row uh nine and one in their last 10 at at chase like they're playing some terrific hoop right now and and really you know it's the old adage not who you play but when you play them and right now nobody wants to play the Warriors they're they're gelling they're gelling like Magellan baby and you know I think they they the fact that Steph and and Wiggins and Dre got Friday night off as well and then they're going to get a couple more days off here before the playing game. They're going to be pretty darn rested, as rested as this group could expect to be at this time of year. So uh, I just I don't think anybody wants to see these Warriors about anything right now. For those top seeds, they got to be thinking like, really? Like you're looking down at that playing bracket, you're like, wait, Lakers, maybe the Trailblazers, yeah. the Warriors. What what the hell, bro? Yeah, that's definitely especially for for team you know a team like Utah that's been the best team in the league all year to wind up having you know one of those two teams potentially be your fate and Phoenix who's having as we've talked about a few times uh, their best season in over a decade by far maybe a decade and a half when you talk about being that high up in the Western Conference and they would be staring at, at potentially an early exit I mean it would almost feel like a waste uh, if you wind up you know playing one of those teams and you get beat and and look I I think the Suns would be favored against the Warriors, but the Warriors would have a fighting chance. If the Suns play the Lakers, the Lakers are winning that series. Like, that's just like they're, the Lakers would be favored, even as the seven. Uh, but we'll see how all that shakes out. I know there's a wave of games that just got started, but the big ones that are going to determine all of these things, uh, you know, one and two, three and four are still up for grabs. Portland actually can still get to five believe it or not they could be five six or seven but that they need a Dallas loss in Minnesota uh to to make that happen so Dallas could actually wind up six uh at that point but if Portland wins then that means that the Lakers would automatically uh be in the seven spot a couple of uh texts to get to uh Wiggins and the Blazers are two questions on the board your non-Curry MVP from today's big Warriors win over the Grizzlies and who do you want to see in the play-in tournament on Wednesday. Wiggins played out of his mind uh, from the 5-1-0. Definitely want the Lakers. Dame is a closer. The Lakers don't have a closer. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, <Okay. laughs> Warrior fans are wilding right now, Kobe. They're feeling hey. the, they're feeling good. And, and, hey, rightfully, who am I on a beautiful Sunday afternoon to tell Warriors fans not to be, you know, popping the collar a little bit. But I think, I think we're getting a lot of that with these we want the Lakers uh, texts and calls. 
my mom used to tell me, JD, when I'd talk out of the side of my neck a little bit, Kel, for what you wish for, young man, because you just might get it. And, um, hey, bring them on. Like, if that's what happens, I mean, the, the thing we don't want to lose sight of, Portland, Lakers, whoever the hell it is in that 7-8 game, it's it's basically a, a free swing, like, and it's a yeah. chance to to do something pretty special and be the seventh seed and get on into the postseason. But regardless, if that thing doesn't go your way, what you accomplished today at the Chase Center, winning your sixth in a row at home to finish up the regular season, winning your twenty fifth game at home to finish up the regular season, finishing the year six games over five hundred in the fashion that you have, what you've done there is earn the opportunity to take a swing on Wednesday night. And if it doesn't go your way, you still got action uh, on. On Friday night to maybe get on through to the playoffs anyway. So, um, you know, if, even if it doesn't go your way Wednesday, regardless of who it's against, don't hang your head. Just go out there and handle your business in that second game. One more text to get to here. Uh, Toss-up between Draymond and Wiggins for the non-Steph MVP. Draymond's intensity and scoring helped in the first while everybody got the nerves out. Uh, and Wiggins' reliability and athleticism showed out uh, throughout the game. And then also another vote uh, for the Blazers. Uh, let, let's keep it moving on the phone lines. 888-957-9570. Nathan in Oakland is up next here on Warriors Wrap-Up. Hey, Nathan. Hey, how are you guys? Good. Good, bro. All right, so my MVP, my non-Curry MVP for today's game is going to be Draymond. Um, in the first quarter, uh, Brooks was just walking down Curry. I think he was 4 for 14 when he was guarded by him. And uh, that high pick and roll with Draymond and Curry is just a recipe for greatness. I mean, I remember that the that Kerr was – uh, the the analytics director had to tell Kerr that the pick and roll was like the best thing for Curry, and I'm glad that he finally took that into consideration and put it into the game plan because, I mean, that is just complete greatness. And Dre just directly uh, he just directs traffic, and I thought that was great. Wiggins played out of his mind, but I think Dre is the the coach on the court, and I think that was great. And for the playing game, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Blazers. Uh, I think the Lakers, healthy, uh, best team in the league probably. I mean, uh, AD scored 40 the other week. I think I think the Lakers are really dangerous. And I also think uh, the Blazers. I think we can out rebound the Blazers. I mean, uh, Kevon Looney has just been lights out under the board, under the glass, and I think. Uh, the Blazers also turn the ball over more than any other team in the league. So I think our defense can take care of all that. And if Curry's lights out, uh, I, I think we're going off to the Suns. I think we're going to play in Phoenix. And that's going to be a seven-game series for sure. And if we lose, um, we play – who do we play? The, the Spurs or the Grizzlies? I mean, that's fine. And then Yeah, you play the winner of the Spurs and the Grizzlies. Yeah. Th- and thanks for the call. Yeah, thanks for the call. Look, to have that game at home, Covey, and we're up against it a little bit is that's just a great that's just a great game to have in your back pocket. Might be a rematch. You learned a lot about that matchup today. I think the Warriors were comfortable going into it. I think they're even more comfortable now, but also an appropriate fear given the fact that the game still was close with about five minutes left. 
Yeah, and they stopped running that high screen roll with with John and Valanchunas, which was inexplicable, especially once Dylan Brooks fouled out. That was the only way they were getting their offense. But yeah, man, the, the Warriors uh, clamped down defensively. But yeah, you're absolutely right. Like if you're Memphis, you'll walk away thinking, man, if if you know we button up a few more things and play better in those middle two quarters, we could get this team. And oh yeah, Dylan Brooks, who started out, you know, he missed eight straight shots, uh, ended up getting going there in that fourth quarter and bringing him back. So if you're Memphis, you got to think, hey, we'd love another swing at this team. But if you're the Warriors, you got to think, man, we probably should have been up 20 on this team and buried them. We didn't. Next time we will. He's Ryan Covey. I'm John Dickinson. 888-957-9570. More phone calls coming up. We'll also hear from Steve Kerr, Draymond Green, Steph Curry. Uh, all of that straight ahead here as a Warriors wrap-up rolls on on 95.7 The Game. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Curry gets the ball away from Brooks, puts him on his back, falls down. Curry gets up, still maintaining the dribble, pulls up down the lane, gets to the right wing, head fake, dribble drive, baseline, tear drop up, and good! Magic by Stephen Curry! His second bucket of the game. Forces a Memphis timeout. It's 23-21, Grizzlies, 3.24 to go first quarter. How about that? Now, back to Warriors Wrap-Up with John Dickinson and Ryan Covey on 95.7 The Game. Yeah, Stephen Curry clinching himself the scoring title. Curry winds up with the 46 points tonight, uh, a 32-point average for the season. 
Warriors also in that moment working their way back from being down 19-10 to 10 in the early going. Some unbelievable notes here on Stephen Curry, Covey, and a couple of calls here momentarily. Uh, 32 points per game for this 2020-2021 season. The oldest to win the scoring title since Michael Jordan. Uh, 38 30-point games, most uh, since MJ. Uh, 337 threes. Uh, fourth 303 season, most ever. Seventh uh, time, uh, he had seven 10-3 games, the most ever, uh, and then uh, averaged 5.3 three-pointers uh, per game, and then, of course, broke the all-time uh, Warriors scoring record uh, this season as well. This was a true all-time historic, incredible season from an all-time great player. I feel like he should be the MVP, man. I know the Joker had a terrific year. I get it. But it wasn't like Denver you know, ran away as the number one seed in the West or something. I, I hope this vote is closer than it's probably going to be because it, it'd be hard to argue that anybody on the planet in the, in the NBA the last several years has played better than Steph did in the second half of this basketball season, particularly in the last month and a half, literally carrying this team. And, you know, at some point, J.D., it harkened back to my childhood and, and me growing up watching Michael Jordan and you know literally hanging on every play and every shot that he would make and it just if there was anything that I could say that Curry's dominance reminded me of it was Jordan-esque I mean you know at some point during this season it occurred to me it's Jordan-esque domination and that's carried on and the way that he he handled his, his business today fought off a slow start took this game over and and carried this team again Jordan-esque Let's get to the phones here, and uh, let's keep it moving with Drew in Oakland. Drew is up next here on Warriors Wrap-Up. What's up, Drew? Hey, what is up, fellas? What's up? What's going on, Drew? Hey, so, so, hey, I'm giving the MVP to the other seven guys. You got Steph Curry, who's a silent or the baby assassin. Then you got Wiggins, who's a silent assassin. You got the loon. You got Blazemore. And you got CTA and uh, – and Draymond as the enforcers, and these cats are mobbed deep. So I'm giving it to all seven as the MVP. And as far as the heart goes with wanting to send uh, James packing, you know, the, the defending champs packing in their own building. But, you know, I think we match up better with, uh, with the Blazers and the rotations in and out. And, uh, you know, the, the uh, Warriors don't seem to do too good against the uh, the Lakers when they go down to L.A. after they've been off for a while. For whatever reason, in that building, that they, they kind of got our numbers. So I'd rather go up to Portland and same, uh, see Dame Dalla and uh, take our chances there. Appreciate it, guys. All right, appreciate the call there. The Warriors did win in L.A. I, again, I, I thought it was a game where <laughs> the Lakers got off to a great start. And, and look, they, they put a thump in on the Warriors in, in the other two matchups, uh, you know, the revenge tour, basically, after losing the first one. But uh, the, the Warriors did win in Staples Center this year. They did not win in Portland in one game, although they probably should have back on March 3rd. Yeah, and uh, I, I just think, too, though, I mean, when you just look at these two franchises, the compositions of the rosters, the playoff pedigree, the fact that one of them has LeBron James and Anthony Davis on it, uh, you want Portland, and obviously the, the Warriors just match up better against Portland, and, and I think the Warriors can do more defensively to bother Portland than Portland can do defensively to slow down the dub. So, uh, and look, that would be no small feat. That would be no easy task. Um, Portland's a good basketball team, but L.A. when healthy is a championship basketball team, and there's a big difference. 
Let's get to Khaled. Khaled in San Francisco is up next here on Warriors Wrap-Up. Hey, Khaled. What's going on, gentlemen? You know, I'll, I'm going to start off right here. Anybody who's saying that they want the Lakers has absolutely no clue or is absolutely smoking a lot of stuff because the Lakers are, are the championship team from last year. I mean, it's, you know, it's AD, it's LeBron, it's pretty much an all-star cast that's gotten better, you know, from the team that they had last year. And the Portland Trailblazers, while they're an exciting team, they've got game and everything else. Steph owned the Portland Trailblazers in the playoffs. I don't think Damian Lillard has won a single game, a single series against him, you know, the nope. entire time that they've been playing against each other in the playoffs. So it's an easy answer. It's Portland. And then in regards to the MVP, it, it has to be Wiggins. I mean, it's Wiggins has been everything and more in what we would have wanted, and his defense has been absolutely phenomenal, which was one of his biggest knocks when they brought him over here. Everyone said that he wasn't good. You know, he doesn't give an effort. This guy has played every game with the exception of the one that they sat him in against the New Orleans Pelicans. And I'll say, that put-back dunk on that Steph Curry miss they, the the Grizzlies either had just taken the lead or it was tied was the momentum changer in that fourth quarter when it was getting tight towards the end, and that's what rolled it over. So to me, easy, Wiggins was the second MVP of today's game, and it has to be the Portland Trail Blazers. All right, appreciate the call, Colette. Yeah, the Warriors were down 97-95. Jordan Poole hit a three. The Warriors got a stop, and then Andrew Wiggins hit. Uh, he, he followed that uh, with the rebound dunk to put the Warriors up 100-97, to and the Warriors never looked back uh, from there. Uh, a 14 to nothing run. The Warriors went from down two to up 12, and they wound up winning the ball game by that same 12-point margin. Yeah, look, they look the Warriors. They flipped the script in this game today, no question, JD. Um, and and you know what's funny? There was there was a couple of the plays today in this game, and you know I know we talked a little bit about Kevon Looney. Remember that play where he's down on the floor and they're scrambling for the loose ball, and he finds Draymond for the outlet, and and, and Draymond takes off, and they end up getting a bucket. Uh, you think of the Wiggins putback jam, the Jordan Poole three, like. Everybody at some time or another had their fingerprints on this game. And, yes, Steph led the charge. He got another scoring title. He's the freaking MVP of this team, as I said, should be of the league. But this this eight-man group, man, they it's really galvanized this team. And, you know, you don't even Steve Kerr not having to overthink it right now, right? And, and certainly, you know, whether you're playing the, the Trailblazers or the Lakers on Wednesday night, don't overthink that either, man. Let these guys get their swing uh, in that one-game playoff scenario. If you win it, great. We'll see you as the seventh seed in the postseason. And if you don't, we'll see you at the Chase Center on Friday. 888-957-9570. Let's get to a, a couple of texts here uh, from the 408. Uh, do you guys think JTA reminds you of Matt Barnes? I, I think it's an interesting comp. Uh, I, I, think, I think JTA is actually a smarter player. I think you know Matt Barnes was a was a skilled passer. He was a little reckless, and I know they both have edge. I feel like Barnes was more over the top. Like Barnes made more, he made plays, but he also made plays that could kill you. He was more of a wild card player. He had a little bit more of almost a Baysmore 
to his game where he might just make some of the most boneheaded plays you'd ever see. Now, he brought an edge, and, and when he was making threes, he was a, a positive player. In some ways, in some ways, I like JTA better. You know, positionally, it's more of a, you know, JTA's played more of a 4-5. Barnes is obviously more of a 3-4, uh, you know, 2-3-4 even could guard, uh, sure. I think, shooting guards. So I, I do think there's some similarities. I, I actually think... I actually like Juan Toscano Anderson's game much more for this particular team. Just based, there's a call. He plays with an edge, but there's also a calmness and a high basketball IQ element that I think is actually at a greater. It benefits the Warriors more than even a guy like Barnes. Yeah, Barnes obviously gave the Warriors a lot of grit. There's, there's no doubt. Gave him some edge. JTA does those things, but he also gives them higher collective IQ like when he's on the floor good things just happen he's just got a great feel for the game and obviously he's very gifted athlete there's no doubt about that you can tell he's put in a ton of time but he's just some guys are just perfect fits for a particular system and and I think JTA would be good on a lot of teams don't get it twisted but the style of basketball that this team wants to play at both ends of the floor JTA is just kind of tailor-made for that so I think you know the stars have aligned beautifully for him He's, he's the right player for the right team at the right time and he just he rarely makes the wrong decision and even today when he came in Warriors are getting off to that slow start he knocked down that three with the quickness you could tell there was that moment of should I shoot this and it's like yeah why not I'm JTA I'm open like hell yeah I'm gonna shoot this he knocked it down and that got his confidence rolling kind of woke the team up a little bit so yeah man I, I agree with the call there are some similarities but you know maybe it is a little recency bias I mean Matt Barnes had a pretty distinguished career JTA will see but so you know you go advantage Barnes there but yeah I, I totally agree with what you're saying about his contributions for this team JD yeah and you, you look at uh, a couple other texts here uh, vote for Kevon Looney uh, as far as your non-Steph MVP for today uh, got another vote for Wiggins here uh, the answer really is there's no wrong answer in, in this right. thing you know the Warriors I, I thought you know they had enough of the eight-man rotation I thought six players today were all positive players. Now, actually, six of the se- or seven of the eight wound up with positive plus minus. The only two that didn't, or the only one that didn't, was Kent Bazemore. But the two players that I would have said, you know, didn't didn't do a lot today were Bazemore and and, and Michael Mulder. And Mulder obviously had his minutes cut down to to fourteen fifty one for the ball game. And that doesn't mean you're not going to need Mulder to knock down some shots on on Wednesday night during his you know short stretches. But yeah, I thought. Curry, obviously, Draymond, Wiggins, your best players always set the tone. But beyond that, Jordan Poole and JTA and Looney were just terrific. And that gave the Warriors enough. And, and, and the, there was enough other scoring at an efficient level, Wiggins and Poole specifically, and JTA for that matter, four for seven, to where the Warriors were able to just kind of grind this game out uh, even though there were a couple of extended stretches right off the top of the, the game and right off the top of that fourth quarter where it, it got a little shaky. Yeah, and I, I think there's a pretty cool little story uh, brewing here with, with Jordan Poole. I mean, you could just you could just see his confidence growing. And, you know, like we know he hit a bit of a rough patch there for a couple of weeks, and, and Steve Kerr was continuing to have to play him out of necessity. But, you know, the good news there was he I think he played through that stretch and has, has come yep. out on the other side even a more confident player comfortable in his role and he just he just he can score the basketball straight up and if you can do that in the modern day NBA and you're not a complete liability defensively you can play in the league a very long time
Yeah, you can for sure. And and I think him playing in game, you know, games like today, finishing a game like today, getting to play Wednesday, getting to play Friday if the Warriors can't win, getting to play in a play in a playoff series against somebody like all of that. You know, we've talked, boy, you want to get in the playoffs because of the young players. And then as this thing went on, we we started to say, well, the Warriors don't have a lot of young players. But the one that counts above all in this is Poole because he's in the rotation. And JTA, to a lesser extent, I mean, he's a young player in terms of experience. He's not a young player necessarily in terms of age. And I think he plays like an older player. So I almost don't count JTA. Like, I don't feel like he's going to be intimidated by anything. So, right. and, and today he was very calm. He stepped right into a tight situation. Warriors are down nine. He's coming in the game. And, and like you said, he knocks down that first shot like it was nothing and has a real positive impact on the game. But for Jordan Poole specifically, all of these games, playing through the good and the bad, and today was very good, that's that's extremely beneficial uh, for him and, and for the Warriors. Let's hear some post-game sound. Uh, we'll run through it here. We got some Kerr. We got some Curry. Uh, we've got some Jordan Poole. Uh, let's just start with Steph. Uh, and here's what Steve Kerr had to say. He was asked if, if this is Steph's best season. Well, he's never been better. I can say that. He's been great for a long time, though, so it's hard to hard to say he's uh, at his best now because he's been like this for for years. I think what's different this year is just the supporting cast is different. You know, um, we've got a much younger team. He's He's been asked to do a lot more with this group, and uh, he's... Uh, He's gone above and beyond what we've asked of him. So um, just an incredible season, and and that's I'll just leave it at that. He's never been better than he is right now. Yeah, and then a, a follow-up uh, asking about Steph becoming the oldest scoring champion since Michael Jordan, and, and here's, what, uh, here's what Steve Kerr had to say about that. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, – you know, I was saying earlier everything that he means to the team and, and the way he – conducts himself that includes taking care of his body you know coming in to get treatment every single day and to get into the weight room and get his work in get on the floor uh get his skill work in uh he's a machine i think he's one of those guys who uh is in love with the process you know he loves what he does and uh it reminds me you know i'm a big sports fan it's you know we met roger federer a few years ago um when we were in china we asked him the secret to his success, and he said, "I just love my routine, and um, that's that's what I see with Steph. He loves his life, he loves his family, he loves his routine, he loves the work, and that allows him to not only stay physically fit, but also emotionally um, uh, well prepared for every season, every game." And uh, if there was any doubt, uh, John Morant has weighed in within the last uh, six or seven minutes. Uh, Bleacher Report had put up uh, a note about Curry winning the scoring title, and John Morant quote tweeted that and said, MVP, no debate, <laughs> with two exclamation points. So uh, John Morant's on to uh, San Antonio as far as their next game, uh, but uh, he, he got an up-close taste of it, and, and as a young player obviously trying to grow, he, he put some respect on, on Steph's name. 
Yeah, it's no question, and and, and that's why a, a big reason why I love John Morant, and I'm I'm rooting for him, and I think he's done a terrific job in Memphis, and they're in good hands, and you know with with, with him and Valanciunas, Brooks, Jackson, like that's going to be a good team. Bain, um, they're going to be a really good team for for years to come, and and hopefully be a factor in the West. I, I'm telling you, like uh, it, you you nailed it, JD. Like they handed out the MVP award ostensibly like two months ago, and it was the it's the <laughs> stupidest thing ever because it's about how you finish, and look what Curry's done down the stretch he's on fire he won the scoring title this team ends up six games over 500 they're not a 500 team they got six games over 500 in the west and he did it without clay thompson getting routinely double and triple teamed every single freaking night like i'm sorry if that's not the mvp i don't know what the hell is yeah the warriors wind up 37 and 26 with curry two and seven without curry uh another ball game just wrapping up some of these notes that i i keep track of after each game as well uh, the Warriors wind up 24 and 10 against teams below 500. They improve their record against teams above 500, uh, 15 and 23. So that that actually wound up not being as bad. That was a pretty poor record for a good portion of the season, but they've upped that with a bunch of their wins here in the last month or so. And the Warriors wound up, they got to 110 tonight, 113, or this afternoon rather. The Warriors, when they score 110 uh, on the season, uh, the Warriors wind up, uh, they wind up 36 and 8. 36 and 8 when they score 110. 3 and 25 when they don't score 110. And uh, 25 and 11 at Chase Center. An excellent, uh, excellent record for the Warriors. That winds up being the f- tied for fourth best uh, in the Western Conference. The, the 25 and 11 home record for this 2020 21 campaign let's hear a little bit from Steph Uh, Warriors finish hot they also finish at their high water mark for this season Uh, six games over 539 and 33 Uh, and here's what uh, Steph had to say about finishing on that high note with the six straight wins all right, we don't quite have that cut ready to roll here so we'll get that queued up for you Uh, Covey I know being the home the home record's been something you pointed to from the jump. Sure. And we've talked a lot about this six-game stretch, really, since March. And it winds up being the difference maker for the Warriors. They were 33-33, and 33, which is what they'd been all year, 500, how many times. They came home, and, and they, they took on all comers, teams they were competing with, teams like OKC that didn't want to win, and teams that were fighting for the best two spots in the Western Conference. They beat everybody. Yeah, well, and, and we had this circled. Like, wow, what an advantage once that second half uh, of the season schedule came out and the Warriors were playing their final six at Chase. You're like, man, that could be uh, pretty key for this <laughs> for this basketball team. We figured they'd be fighting for some playoff positioning, and clearly it ended up being very key. I also felt like that Memphis game on the last game of the regular season was probably going to mean a whole hell of a lot, and it did. Uh, so, you know, both of those things came to fruition. Um, so it, absolutely them setting the tone at, at Chase Center um, is, is critical. And, you know, we talk about, like, what does this season mean? And, you know, getting, quote, young players experience. Well, how about, you know, Andrew Wiggins, Jordan Poole, getting these guys into a playoff scenario with Steph and Draymond this year. Not, not just what it means for the franchise, getting back to the playoffs or racing 15 wins last year, but for next year. Like when you do have Clay back and, you, you know, you do got Wiseman back and this team is deeper and hopefully better in a more prominent position in the West with bigger uh, goals in mind. 
The fact that this team will have played some meaningful games this year and into the postseason this year, that experience can serve them well. You don't want it to be Jordan Poole's first trip into the postseason next year, even if he has a nice season, uh, and, and kind of feeling out what that's like. That's what this year is for. So I think that's a huge one. And, you know, when we talk about the Lakers or Portland, you mentioned the 110-point stats, J.D. Uh, who do you think the Warriors would have an easier time scoring 110 against? Portland or the Lakers? So ponder yeah. that, Dub Nation, when you try and figure out who the heck you want to see on Wednesday night. Yeah, that's a pretty pretty easy answer there. Uh, let's hear from Steph, uh, that cut that we were going to play a, a minute or two ago. Uh, we have that queued up now. Steph on finishing strong with the six victories. The homestand was huge for us. We were looking forward to it for that whole uh, uh, long, the long uh, uh, road trips that we had um, and – just the, the condensed nature of that schedule. We were just trying to get through to get home and know we had a good opportunity to finish the season strong. Taking care of OKC, then obviously uh, Phoenix and Utah, that was a big back-to-back -back stretch. And that was just gutsy, you know, defensive toughness. And 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 what Draymond brings from us, he, he lit a fire um, just with his presence and his voice going into those two games. And, and then uh, and obviously tonight knowing there's something about those games that you just feel like have a different nature to them and, and they matter that that uh, we've missed. We haven't been in that position in almost two years. So um, brought out a different a different you know side of us that uh, that we love. Um, and defensively, obviously, like you say, you know, that's how you win games. Um, and even like a night like tonight where you give up a huge lead like that, you buckle down and get three or four stops down the stretch and the game opens back up. So we got to find a way to do that, you know, these next couple of games in a playoff series and, and take it from there. And these two of these last three games, basically for the Warriors, I'm, I'm not counting the game on, on Friday because that game was, was meaningless, although they, they did do it on Friday. Uh, it's really three of the last four, if you want to count that one. The Warriors have – played well enough to get a big lead, let that lead slip, and regathered themselves to win. You know, they did it against Utah. They did it in the ball game uh, tonight, uh, and then they wound up doing it, obviously, in, in the game uh, on Friday night as well. So they, they, that, that is a skill, to be able to not let things that go bad against you, you know, wreck you. And, and the Warriors able to show that a couple of times, I think, has been uh, very, very impressive. Final final thoughts here. we got about a minute, uh, and then yeah. we're going to hand it off to Whitey and Coes. Uh, as uh, I know, we'll be back with the final word tomorrow and Tuesday, and uh, the Warriors are going to take on uh, whoever, the Lakers or the Clippers, I'm sorry, the Lakers or the Blazers, 7 o'clock on Wednesday night. Uh, just uh, f final thoughts for you, Covey. Yeah, just a fun regular season. You know, whatever comes in the playing tournament, uh, you know, the Warriors have certainly earned this opportunity. And I, I think it's – look, when – when you're not the deepest team in the world, which the Warriors aren't, you know, numbers-wise or skill-wise, uh, but you know everybody understands their role and everybody does a nice job, and they've all kind of found their their niches uh, here in the in the late stages of the season. But you know, when when you're not the deepest team in the world against quality opposition, sometimes leads slip away. Like it's all part of the deal, and so it's not about having a lead slip away in the NBA. That kind of stuff happens all the time. It's do you have the gumption to to fight back? Do you have the gumption? to throw a counterpunch and and really in these late game situations most playoff games you know by and large get decided down the stretch and the Warriors have at least shown the last couple of weeks the ability to 
to find another gear to close out games. So I think it bodes very well. And uh, it's been a fun ride through the regular season, partner. I appreciate everything you do on these shows, getting us ready for pre and post. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just looking forward to uh, the playing tournament and hopefully into the uh, playoffs themselves. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. And, and we got you covered as long as this thing goes. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun over the course of, of the next couple of weeks. I'm just calling it now. I think we got about three more weeks of this thing, uh, at, at least as far as the Warriors uh, and, and their season and getting into a, a playoff series and, and maybe making some noise. So good stuff, brother. We'll talk to you, you tomorrow too. night on the final word. Sounds good, man. Thanks to everybody back at the station, too. I know the guy's done a lot of hard work this year. Yeah, absolutely. I want to thank them for Ryan Covey. I'm John Dickinson. Thanks to Sterling. Uh, want to thank uh, Sam. Want to thank uh, Mark as well. Uh, also, Bobby Spang and Ryan Mauser and everybody that's uh, done a great job uh, on the weekend and uh, during the week here uh, in helping us do this for 72 games. We're back tomorrow with the final word, 6 o'clock. Join us for that. And we're back on Wednesday, 530 for Warriors Live as the Dubs take on either the Blazers or the Lakers in the play-in tournament 7-8 matchup. That'll do it. Scrub Sunday is coming your way next, a special edition with Whitey and Coase on 95.7 The Game.